Good morning. Right. Um, this is how the history of Christianity goes in India. We had the, the apostle of Jesus, who is uh, Thomas, who came to India. He landed in Kerala, and then he went spreading the gospel all over the place and around. He came to our place, our town, and he preached the gospel to the people. He said, Jesus is God. Nobody responded. He said, Jesus is alive. He died and he resurrected and he's alive. Nobody responded. He said, Jesus loves you. He does everything for you. He has done everything for you. Still no one interested. Then um, he said, and he, he's an almighty God. He, he, he raised the dead to life. Ah. Then he goes on from one miracle after miracle. Oh no, he healed the lame, he healed the sick. Da, 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 da. No effect, no effect, bless him. Finally, he, he ran out of everything but one. Then he said, okay, Jesus turned water into wine. 90% accepted. And they said, can he do that again, please? Right. We just had the bread and wine, I thought of it, I thought I'd say it. That makes us go into our series, to be or not to be, full of integrity. Okay, what I'm going to be preaching today, it will come up in a minute, it's, it's about, the next slide please, the Justice League, yeah? You all might know what is Justice League, or you might have heard about it, seen posters about it, there are movies, there are comics, and so many things. Actually, I'm not going to be preaching about this, but I'm just going to take that uh, plot, what basically happens is, you know, the world, the evil tries to take over the world, and suddenly it's down to these super people, you know, the people with super power. They form a team, and this team, they, they, they fight, and they, they make justice live. And they say, and the, the, their, their slogan goes like this, you cannot save the world alone. We are here to save the world. That's what it is. What I'm going to be preaching about is the Integrity League, okay? If I have to put in front house, you know, superheroes of this Integrity League, the team of superheroes, this is how it would look. You see? I, I'm so sorry, I wish I had the pictures of everyone, I would have put it up there. But last minute, I had to just go in and find the cell group leaders, that's the photos I could get, I just put in there. I'll tell you why I'm talking about this. Um, well, this is what God considers. This is what we are. This is what we are uh, designed to be by God or chosen to be part of the Integrity League. Some pictures are there, but it all includes all of us. Okay? Now, saying that, what is driving the world today? Okay? You all might be knowing that, you all might be reading about it, you all, but certain things are quite obvious, which even the Bible says this is what is going to be in the last days. Sadly, what is driving the world in most of the places is love for money, love for position, love for self-satisfying pleasure, and greed for more. Not enough. I want more. I want more. The world is deteriorating Guys, I think you might be reading about this. You, you'll be 
uh, you know, we'll come into the consequences uh, soon. The thing called integrity is heading towards extinction. I'm not saying there is no integrity, I'm saying it is heading towards extinction. There is corruption. There is selfish and evil intentions behind in most of the things. It is quite common in so many areas in this world. You take so many fields. I'm not saying this is, this is what in every field and everything. No, I'm saying this is happening. You know it. You know it's happening in, in politics, in, uh, in businesses, in, in, in industries, in, in several other fields, sports, whatever. You know, cheating and all these things comes up. That's not the only thing happening, but it does come up as well. Why? What, what is behind this, you know, this corruption and all this thing? It's the love for money. It's the love for position. You're never satisfied with what we have. We want more. Grieve for more. As a result, what has happened? Enmity is growing and wars are emerging between groups of people, between countries. I, I've got to be on the top. I'm the best. I'm the superpower. I'm better. Nature and natural resources are depleting. You must have heard about global warming and things like that. Icebergs melting, you know, uh, the natural resources, the oil and everything going down. And so people are fighting for it. People are, the sad thing is people are losing trust on each other. We are heading towards a position where we are made to lose trust in each other. Well, can I trust them? Can they be uh, trustworthy? Would they cheat me? Would I be, you know, manipulated? All sort of things. Machines and gadgets are winning priorities. You know, we, we call it development. It's good. Development is good. It's for the betterment of life. It's, it's all happening. But sometimes you see what happens is slowly machines and gadgets are replacing the skills of man. Yeah? They would prefer machines and gadgets instead of man. Yeah. He'll go off sick. He'll go do this. He'll go do that. But machines. Yeah. You see? Humanity is dying. Humanity is dying. Sad, isn't it? Sad, isn't it? But this is, this is, these are some of the facts that is happening. I'm not saying this is, this is what it is completely, but this is also happening in this world. We've got to be sensible people about it. So what is that to me? That's what we're going to be speaking about. Now, that takes us into the question, what is integrity? We, we, talk, we, we said integrity is you know, heading towards extinction. Now, what does this integrity? Integrity cannot be defined as one particular thing. Okay, this is integrity. No, it involves so many things. Um, in fact, if it, you take a flower, you see the petals of the flower? Say, each petal is a quality, honesty, trustworthy, being truthful, keeping and living up to the words, being consistent in character, being genuine, true love, if, if all these are petals of a flower, you know, the stalk that holds the flower, the stalk that holds the flower upright, you could call it integrity. 
It is, the, it, is, it is something from within. This is how we put it. Integrity is being honest, truthful, trustworthy, keeping up one's words and consistency in character without any compromise, irrespective of time and place. It doesn't change. It's a determination. Yeah? It, it's a character which upholds all these qualities. Or if I, if I should make it simpler, it's just the decision that I make in my mind that I will not compromise this. I will not give up my standard. And that's integrity. Okay? In other words, it is when your words and your deeds match up. When I do what I say. Most of the time it doesn't happen to me. I struggle to do it, but I'm failing in it. It is true. It is who you are when no one is watching you. We can be really good and be very presentable, very, very, you know, like an iconic model in front of people. You can behave as if uh, I'm a great Christian, I'm a great leader, great people, all, all sort of things, you know. But when no one is watching me, when I'm alone, when there's no one to point and say, is this you? Who am I? If I'm different then, I'm not really with integrity. Do you know who said it? John Maxwell, a great leader, he said it. Finally, integrity is the determination of the heart leading to the decision in my mind and eventually leading into the discipline in my action. Do you understand? It's something that is from within. I'm determined from within that this is the decision I'm going to take. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to compromise my honesty, my trustworthiness, you know, truthfulness, and so on. And that affects the discipline in my action, and I behave well. Do you know who said it? It was me. I said it. Right. Now, why we talk about this integrity? We, in this series, we've talked about humility, we talked about purity, anxiety, and other, other topics are coming in as well. Now, why this integrity? You know why? The Bible talks a lot about integrity. A God talks a lot about integrity. It is very important. He talks it, and he, he brings the significance of this integrity in, in, in the Bible, eventually teaching us and, and training us into this. Let's read a verse from the Bible. Ezekiel 36, verses 25 to 27. God is speaking this to his chosen people, Israelites. He says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all uncleanliness, and from all your idols I will cleanse you, and I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I like this so much. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. That is a major purpose of the Holy Spirit coming and living in us. You see? Why? Because we are weak. We cannot do it by ourselves. We fail. We fall. 
God knows without his help, without you know, his strength, we cannot do it. So God says, I will put my spirit in you. Who will cause you to keep up my statutes? And, and, and be careful to obey my rules. Can I say being careful is integrity? Where the Holy Spirit leads us and, and prompts us and makes us aware. Why integrity basically is because our God is a God of integrity. That is why he speaks about it in the Bible. That is why he, he so profoundly you know, uh, makes a massive statement and also calls us into this. Why? Because our Father is a God of integrity. He is full of integrity. When, when Moses was in, in, at the, when he had the experience of the burning bush, you know, he asked God, God, you want me to go and tell the people of Israel, but they'll ask me, who is this God? And what should I say? They won't trust me. They won't believe me. Who should I say? You know what God said? Very simply said, go tell them, I am that I am. You know what it means? He is a God of integrity. He is a God of his word. There is no match to that. He can never compare anyone else to that. Or maybe say, it's like this. No, no, no. He says, I am that I am. I have no comparison. No one else to compare. I, my holiness cannot be compared. My integrity cannot be compared. My power, my awesomeness cannot be compared. Yes, I am that I am. I am what I am. That is integrity. Our Father is a Father of integrity. He's true to His words. He's honest. He, he's trustworthy. He's truthful. His character never changes. He's so consistent. He's same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Whatever may happen in my life, whatever I may go through, whatever you know, you know, changes, He will never change. Our God, our Father, is the Father of integrity. Have you heard of the statement, like Father, like Son? God calls us, or chose us, and has made us His children. We are not fatherless. We belong to the Father. We are children of God. And so what happens is naturally, because He has put His Spirit and made us His children, the quality, the 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 nature of the Father we acquire, and it, it, it flows into us. Okay? Let me, um, uh, uh, the next one in this, we'll, we'll unpack this even more. Integrity is our identity. God has made integrity to be our identity. Church, you need to know we are different. We are different. Why? Because of God being in us. Because of the Holy Spirit living in us. We are different. That doesn't mean that I get superpower like the Justice League. I can fly, do this. No, no, no. It means he is in my heart changing me day by day. Working in me and, and, and making me like the Father. Like Jesus Christ. Making me things that I would normally do. I'm not doing anymore. Because he's working in me. Things that I used to like, I'm, I'm starting to dislike them. Things that was 
you know, gave me a new identity, a, a, a different identity is no more obvious in me because I am having a new identity, identity in Christ. John 15, 19 says, if you, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. This is what you might get in return. What Jesus is saying to his disciples is, you're different, guys. You know why? You are not of the world anymore. You are in the world, true, but you are not of the world. You belong to God. I belong to God. Hold uh, the hand of the person sitting next to you and say, you belong to God. And say, your identity is integrity. Yeah? This is what we are. This is what we are. This is what God chose us to. This is where God is leading us. And this is what God is working in our lives to. The next thing is a very, very, very important thing. We are representatives of heaven. People of the world see us before they see Christ. Why? Because they see Christ through us. Okay? Here, Jesus, hallelujah, hosanna, love of God, crucifixion, all this makes sense inside the church. We know it, right? We understand it because we've read the Bible, we, we've listened to preachers, we worship and do that. But outside this building, it may not make sense. Do you know that? You go to someone and say, Jesus died on the cross for you. Do you think it will make sense for them? It might. It could. I'm not saying don't say that. Yes, go ahead. Preach the gospel. But it might not because they wouldn't have read. You know, there are people around who have not read the Bible even once, who does not know anything about the stories in the Bible, about Jesus, they wouldn't have a clue what we are talking about. This wouldn't make sense to them. How would they know Christ? By looking at you, by looking at me, the way we live, our identity, identity is integrity. Titus was one where, where, where Paul is writing to Titus, a leader, he's, he's, he's training him, he's coaching him. He says this in 15, 16, to the pure, I'll read from there. Where are we? Oops, sorry. Is there anything? Yeah, go on. Yeah? Yeah, that's the one. Excellent. Thank you. Um, to the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their minds and their consciences are defiled. They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. Sad, isn't it? Paul is being so blunt and straight that this is what it is. Some, some of them, some of us, this is what we do. Yeah, I don't want to be found in that crowd. I don't want to be one among them. You don't want to be one among them. There are so many testimonies I can give, hundreds of testimonies I can give, where people looking at Christians have said, ah, I want that Jesus. I want to be like them. But I can give 200 
and more testimonies. Sadly, where people have said, I don't want Jesus if that is what he's going to turn me into. See? Do you understand? It could apply to us. Some people may look at me outside, how I am in my workplace, in my home, in my street, in my neighborhood, while I'm parking the car, while I'm shopping, while I'm, you know, doing all sort of crazy things. They might think, what, what sort of? Yeah, I know. You see? I'm not saying, okay, so you are responsible, or you need to be. Yes, we, we, we can sometimes fail. We can sometimes do that, but be conscious. Be conscious about what God has called into. Be sensible, because people, that's what we said, this is very true. Before they see Christ, they see us, and through us, they see Christ. Let us be responsible for our actions. And also, there's another word which I'm reminded of. It says, let our freedom, let our freedom be not a stumbling block to others. You see? You see? Let us keep praying to God and say, God, always help us to be people of integrity where people would see this. We were at the Great Denim Prayer Meeting last time, last Sunday, and Sharon, Moan's um, daughter, she came from London. She was praying with us. We were praying in groups, and she prayed a beautiful prayer, which made me really think, and I said, I started praying that. She prayed that, Father, make us a people, make us into a people where the others will feel curious about us, curious and attractive, and What's, what's with them? They are very different. They are, they are they're so good. That's what I want to be like. You know, that sort of uh, people. She, 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 she prayed saying, God, turn me into such a person. Turn us into such a person that people would be curious to come and know what is our source and who is leading us. Now, Talking about what integrity, now it leads to how to develop integrity. Okay? We just, uh, uh, you know, as we, as we looked at it earlier on, see, integrity is a character and it's not an emotion. We need to understand that. We need to get the hang of it. Okay, it's not an emotion. Uh, emotions got to be dealt with, but integrity, the character, has got to be built up. You see, it's a daily process, it's a day-to-day -day process where slowly we build up and get better and better and better and better and better. You see, emotions can keep changing up and down, up and down, but this character that defines you, so we, it gets better and we are, we are becoming like Jesus Christ through the help of the Holy Spirit in us all the time. How do we do that? How can our character, how can this integrity, the determination in our heart be built up? There is no magic formula. There is no you know, special chance and special things to come. It's very simple. As I said, like father, like son, it's spending time with the father. Spending quality time with God. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. What a word. Jesus knows everything. Jesus knows we cannot be perfect. 
To be honest, yesterday I sat down as I was preparing and getting ready for this preach. I just sat down. I couldn't control myself. I just looked at my wife and said, I cannot preach. I'm not qualified to preach this. It's true. It's very true. I just told her. I could go emotional. Sorry, guys. But this is the truth. I stared her. I, I just said, no, I cannot do this. I'm not qualified to preach this thing. You know what she said? Through the Holy Spirit, she pointed out to me. She said, God did not choose me because I'm perfect. God did not choose me because I'm perfect. He chose you to make you perfect. Go ahead and preach. That's what she said. That really strengthened me. That really gave me hope. I know it's giving hope to you even today. Guys, we are, yes, we are called to be people of integrity. That is our identity. But we are not yet there. You see? The opposite of integrity. Do you know what the opposite of integrity is? Hypocrisy. We could say we, we should not be people of hypocrites. You know, Christians ought to be like this. But most of the times we end up being. I am. I end up being. There was, there was a one, one congregation member who went to one of the priests and said, I cannot be part of this church. He said, why? No, I cannot be part of this bunch of hypocrites here. No, I cannot. The priest very humbly said, it's okay. I understand. But there is space for one more. Come on. Just, he just said that. Not realizing, we sometimes think, oh, they are like this, like this, like this. But actually, at some point of in our life, because we are humans, because we are weak, we do behave like hypocrites. You see? And God knows it. The truth is, God knows it. And he's not saying, oh, well done, it's okay, great. No, he's saying, I'm changing you. I am changing you. Spending quality time with God. Spending quality time with God. You know, as, as we are, as branches, we, we get our sources from God. He's working in our heart. He's making us, helping us to make the determination so we make the right decision. And then, the discipline in our action. The next thing is, is, is we all know, but I'm just reminding it. Being led by the Holy Spirit when we read in the Galatians, fruit of the Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. This is one of my prayers. Every single day, say, Father, please, I need you. Lead me. Fill me. Help me to keep in step. You say keep in step, but I, I need your help to be, I need your help to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. One, one question really, really enabled me and also um, uh, helped me was to ask the question before I do anything. Am I being inspired by the Holy Spirit? Whenever I re read through the scriptures, I read through Acts of the Apostles, I say, these guys are just amazing, God. You know, whatever, they, they went and preached, they did this, they, you know, you know, they walk and they're, 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 you know, people are being healed you know, with the shadow and so many things. I'm not saying that's what I want, but I'm saying these guys are amazing. You know what? Reason behind everything that they did was inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. My actions, my efforts, my ideas sometimes is not 
inspired by the Holy Spirit. They are good ideas, excellent ideas, brilliant, but if it's not inspired by the Holy Spirit, it's not going to benefit anyone. You might get a big round of applause saying, wow, excellent idea. Oh, we loved it. It's not going to bring the fruit, guys. It's not going to bring the fruit. Let every action of us, let every efforts of us be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Next thing, doing everything as if for God himself. Okay, let me read. Oh, one slide back, please. There you go. Colossians 3, 23, 24 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Do everything that you do in your family. Love your husband. Wives, do as if you're doing it to the Lord. Husbands, when you, when you serve your wife, do it as of doing it to the Lord. When you, when you spend time with your children, do it as if you do it for the Lord. Come on, at workplace, in our neighborhood, as we do things, let us be inspired by the Holy Spirit and let us do it as if we are doing it for the Lord. Finally, do everything in true love. That's where we, most of the time, play the role of hypocrisy, you see? Sometimes we fail in this. We want to, but we struggle in this. But don't worry, God is there to help us. God, as his love fills us, we will start loving people like how he loves us. Irrespective of, you know, mistakes and downfalls and things like that. Do everything in true love. Areas where our attentions are required, usually, generally, in our lives, in our day-to-day lives, integrity in relationship. It's the next slide, please. In our relationship with God, in our relationship with family, in our relationship with friends, in our relationship with colleagues, in our relationship with neighborhood. Let there be grace, let there be love, let we do things as if we are doing it for the Lord. Let there be integrity in our relationship. Let, let us have true, inspired intentions behind what we do, not just for the sake of doing. Sometimes I struggle to have integrity when I worship God. I just, I'm just singing, my mouth is going, my mouth is singing a tune, I'm singing some words but I'm struggling to focus. I'm struggling to sing it from my heart. You see, where is my integrity? Let me do that with all my, in all the relationship that God has given me. Integrity in responsibilities. Our family again. Money in our giving. Job, community, environment. Etc. Let us be people of integrity in the responsibility that God has given us. Let us be aware that God has placed us where we are. God has placed us and he loves that you are here. Why? Because you can shine the light of God there. You can show what is integrity to the people around you. One of the person, one of the young 
person who had a, a very bad struggle in their family came and said, enough, they call me uncle. Uncle, enough. No, I can't. I don't want to be part of the family. I want to go away somewhere. No, no. They're so, so distressed about it. said, do you love God? Yes, they said, I love God so much. Yes, come on. I said, would you become a missionary if God asks you to go to you know, remote places and preach God? Yes, I will definitely do. Would you... I'm just, I'm just going to the extremes, yeah. I'm just saying, would you die as a martyr if God wants you to? Yes, I will. I will give my life. I will do whatever. I will do this. And then finally, I go one by one, and finally I asked, would you be as part of your family and love your family if God asks you to? But, church, God has placed us where we are. And that is the hardest thing, you see? So you, you could think, I could do this, I could do that, this. He wants integrity in the responsibilities, in all that we do. His Holy Spirit is going to inspire us and help us. Now, the integrity league, we go back to the slide. Do you understand why I say you are the superheroes of the integrity league? You are there to bring integrity back into this world. Yes, it is depleting, but thank God for his people and his work in his people. We are setting a great example. We are showing what integrity is. We are showing what our Father is like. Being honest, being trustworthy, being truthful, and being consistent in our character in all that we do. Such discipline. And people think, wow, that's amazing. Someone said um, this, don't do things differently. Just be good. Being good is different enough. You see? So let us focus on God. Let us hold on. I just wanted to uh, read two verses, and then I'll finish the next slide, please. Um, Colossians three twelve to 15. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And Romans 2.29, he talks about Jews and, and, and circumcision and all these things. But he, Paul brings out the real meaning. And circumcision is a matter of the heart. By the Spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. O ye chosen superheroes of Integrity League, God is so proud and happy about you that he has placed you. And that you have allowed him to come into your life and work, him in, uh, work in your life and change you. Let us offer ourselves continually to God and say, Father, bring this quality, this character in me. Build it up in me. Bring in that determination. Helping me make the right decision. Leading into the discipline in my action. Shall we all stand up, please? Church, we have a new identity. Identity in Christ. Which is full of integrity. 
Father, we stand here as hypocrites. We stand here as weak people. We stand here as people who cannot keep up to our words, keep up to my words. Yes, it's, it's true, but we know the other truth as well, that the, the real truth is that you are in us and you are working in us. You are making us better every day. You are building this character in us and you are changing us like you, like Father, like Son. Father, we as a church offer ourselves to you. Say, work in us. Let this be our identity. Let everything that we do in our relationship, in our responsibilities, help us to be people of integrity. Help us to show the world that people will trust us, that people will see Christ through us. That, that, that we would become the people whom you are making us into, where people will be curious about us to know you, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. We need you. We cannot do anything without you. Work in our lives. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you.